Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, folks, here's how markets are looking like right now in the latest session. We've got stocks up. So recovering from its worst day since September for the S&P 500. And that is seeing the broad index up 1% to 4,746. That places the S&P 500 just about 1% from its record high. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average also gaining. It's up 322 points or 0.9% to 37,404. The Nasdaq Composite was the outperformer, rising 1.3% to 14,964. So let's check in now with Cameron Brent. He's the Director of Research at EPFR. Good morning, Cameron. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. I'm not quite uh, in the holiday mode yet, but I'm (laughs) certainly seeing signs everywhere else. Well, we will get there, and that's something I think a lot of us are looking forward to. In fact, markets seem to be in a good mood. So let's talk about that. We've got markets advancing. We're watching to see if we will get a Santa Claus ready. It looks like he's here. (laughs) Yes, certainly uh, the final Fed policy meeting of the year gave gave Santa a green light to rally. That was the interpretation over here. You know, I obviously look at it from a mutual fund and ETF perspective. And after an initial burst of real excitement and and fresh money coming in to U.S. equity funds and ETFs, it's tailed off fairly quickly, which is is not surprising. Uh, uh, Investors do tend to kind of close up shop (laughs) at this stage of the Mm. year and, and, and try and look ahead. Um, but, you know, they're certainly not chasing it as aggressively as, as the headlines and, and, and the, the, the heights that the indexes are hitting might suggest. Yeah, talking about headlines, what's really making the headlines these days is what's happening in the Middle East and in the Red Sea. How is that likely to affect markets? Well, it touches on something that uh, I think is worth noting, which is that uh, the market exuberance is not really reflected in kind of the market observer community, you know, the ac- academics and, and sort of and more independent analysts, uh, you know, are all a little cautious about, uh, you know, if the Fed is serious about getting inflation back mm. where it wants, it may actually have to keep interest rates higher for longer. So um, despite what was clearly a, a signal that they recognize that, uh, you know, the end game is coming into sight, there's certainly a fair number of voices here that uh, are putting a little bit of cold water <laughs> on the initial reaction. Events like the uh, potential pinching off of key trade routes in the Middle East. And mm. uh, interestingly, well, all the focus is there, but the Panama Canal has been a bit of a struggle uh, this year because water levels in a key lake along the way. The Fed has said it, you know, it could be three, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a complete believer in don't fight the Fed, but on mm. the other hand, you know, they usually <laughs> mean what they say when they say it. Um, so, I mean, I do think three is not unlikely, but I think that it might well be later in the year than markets are currently pricing in. 
Yeah, that's uh, something to watch out for next year. And also what to watch out for is what's happening in the energy space where oil prices could be a factor for inflation. And the latest headlines are around OPEC. One member has decided to head for the door, Angola. So that has seen oil prices start to drift lower on some expectations that perhaps supply could go up. What's your take on how the energy sector is going to do in the next year? I think... uh the markets are going to be relatively well su- supplied, especially if we do edge closer to sort of flat or or even slightly negative uh, growth. There's a fair amount of capacity out there, um, and uh, you know the problem with higher prices, and this circles back to the the issue of OPEC, is that the higher the prices, the more incentive to cheat on whatever. Mm quotas are um, sort of putting a a floor under them. So, um, you know, I think uh, they'll certainly move around, and I think the long-term trend is to edge higher, but I don't think that they're going to be a a crippling factor next year. All right, one of the factors we'll be watching for next year as well is politics, and we've got the U.S. election set to kick off next (laughs) month. How exciting is that going to be for you, Cameron? Well, there's going to be even more sound and fury, uh, given one of the key participants than is usual. You know, markets here actually tend to, except on a sector level, tend to not actually move too much to the, the, the political forecasts. But uh, this is obviously going to be a very contentious election and the, and the decision uh, of the Colorado Supreme Court to not let Trump's name appear on the ballot sort of is an early indication of just how contentious it could be. But, uh, you know, both of the candidates, <laughs> both of them in their own ways, believe in, in uh, fairly big government. So, you know, just how different the policy environment will be, depending on who wins, uh, maybe being exaggerated. All right, Cameron, let's wrap things up with where you see money flows going. We've been talking about how there's been quite some interest in money market funds, um, but with where rates are right now these days, the 10-year bonds, for example, are down under 4%. Where do you see the money flow going next year? Well, you were right to highlight money market funds. I mean, $1.2 and counting so far into U.S. money market funds with uh, 10 days of the year to go. Uh, I think cash will remain attractive, certainly in the first half of the year. Uh, you'll get a, a bit less, obviously. I think you know we've had peak interest rates. Um, but especially given um, large retiring cohort here and the general uncertainty uh, about where the market and, and various asset classes will be by the middle of next year, I think cash is going to be the most attractive um, certainly in terms of momentum going into next year, people are still showing some faith that the Chinese economy will rebound. Uh, they're still throwing a lot of money at the AI story, and they are shifting their uh, their uh, bond investment preferences from short to long term. All right, a few movements to watch out for next year. And we've been in conversation with Cameron Brandt. He's the Director of Research at EPFR. Cameron, it's been great having you on the show. Happy holidays in advance. Yes, you too. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.